1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to MoneyWise on a Sunday morning. The weather has not been terrific lately, but we don't want to complain about the weather. We've got too many other things in life to complain about. Thank you so much for being with us on a Sunday morning. We're going to share some additional information today on some of the financial benefits that might be available to you or your business if you're in business, things that are related to the CARES Act, and things that would be useful. So please stay tuned. Some of them apply to you personally. Some apply to you if you're in business. This morning, what I'd like to do is to start out and just tell you why I think it's so important to be working with a team of people. I had an experience recently I'd like to describe to you. I had to go over to Charlton Hospital. I got checked in for a surgical procedure just about a week ago. I did it right after I did the last show, actually. And I was greeted by a half a dozen people who took wonderful care of me. They did prep work for me. Everybody was professional. Everybody introduced themselves right away and told me their name. And it was a warm, comforting feeling to be there. And then a little bit later, I get wheeled into the operating room, and I think there must have been 15 people in that room, I swear. And they were working on various machines, but they were all doing their own little individual task, but everybody was working together as a team, and I was really impressed. I had a good result from my visit to Charlton, so the first thing I'd like to do this morning is to say a very special thank you to all the wonderful people working at Charlton Hospital and St. Luke's Hospital. The work that you do is truly amazing. And to be doing things at this time when you have personal risk and exposure to yourself, I just think it's really remarkable. But I was thinking about it a little bit later and realizing that if you didn't have people working together as a team, each doing their particular job and their function and communicating with each other, then things wouldn't go as smoothly. So I was very, very impressed. I will continue to be impressed. And I'm going to reach out and tell everybody over there, thank you in as many different ways as I can. And I'd like to start and introduce this morning, Pete Lance. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Pete is also with USA Wealth Group. He does a lot of other things. He runs the Lance Family Insurance Agency. And he does a few other things that we can't talk about on the air right now for licensing reasons, not yet anyway. But uh, thank you for being here, Pete. You've been very helpful the last week or 10 days when I've needed some assistance, so I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. You have to step up when you have to step up. Right. And also I'd like to welcome and say a good morning and a big thank you to attorney Mike Coleman. Good morning. Thank you. So, Mike, it's always a great pleasure to have both of you here, but either one of you is is wonderful as well. And as I was thinking about my recent experience over at Charlton Hospital, I was also thinking, this is really what we do in this office here at 352 Fonts Corner Road. The law firm has a team of people. It's attorney Mike Coleman and attorney Tenny Lance, and you've got three or four other staff people that work with you. and. Mm-hmm. We've got a bookkeeper who works with everybody in the office. And right now, a lot of these people are working from home. Mm -hmm. And on the financial side, of course, Pete, at USA USA Wealth Group, we have a group of people who are also doing their individual function. Yep, everybody's working from home. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit challenging at times, but I think overall we have a pretty good system in place now. I think everything's working um, really well and a lot of the little hiccups that we had have been smoothed out. Uh, we also have a Lance Family Insurance Agency for all of your home, auto, commercial insurance, yachts, everything. Uh, and Cheryl has been working very hard, and we're actually writing more policies in these times than uh, usual. I think a lot of people, now that they're sitting at home and have extra time on their hands, and especially they're looking to find ways that they can save money, 
they're you know reevaluating, revisiting their home and auto policies. So Cheryl's been very busy writing a lot of new policies and saving people money. And Cheryl's working with Lance Family Insurance Agency. But you know that's a good thing to mention, people, Peter, because a lot of what's happening today is there's very little traffic on the road, fewer claims for car accidents and so forth. And so I know a number of the insurance companies have basically said that they're going to provide further discounts on their normal pricing for insurance because they might as well give some of that money back to customers. So it's actually a good time to get quotations, isn't it, Pete? It's a great time. If you've got more spare time on your hands than usual, you can just take a picture of your policy um, or you can describe it over the phone if you uh, want to call and talk to Cheryl. Do you keep lists at home for things that you need to do, Pete, like to-do lists? Too many lists, yes. Is it your own list, or does your wife help you make a list sometimes? Oh, no, she has a list always. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, all the time that I've been at home in, in the past, I've always made my own list. For the first time ever, something terrible has happened. Um, Tenny handed me a list last week of projects that she thought ought to be done around the house, and I thought, oh, no, too much time on her hands. <laughs> yep, that's that's just it. And I actually have less time on my hands now than ever, but uh, especially with homeschooling children and everything else. But the honey-do list does not stop. Well, I haven't called it a honey-do list yet. I'm not sure I want to give it that name. One thing, just to backtrack just a second, is uh, if any of you have any internet-based uh, insurance, I'd caution you and, and urge you to take a second look, and um, the reasoning is there are some uh, mechanics, auto body shops, who will no longer accept uh, your vehicle for repair work if you do have an internet-based insurance company. And the reason for that, and I can't name any names, is that um, at least uh, the, the biggest ones, uh, they will only pay the mechanics a certain amount of money per hour, which is usually less than what the mechanic makes. And they also are forcing the mechanics to uh, go all over the country and sometimes all over the world to find cheap parts, maybe ch parts that are made in China instead of OEM parts. Um, so what's, what's OEM? Original. Original equipment manufacturer? Yes. Okay. Um, and I know, for example, there's a, a, a very popular um, auto body mechanic shop, uh, Glassman Automotive, and he's told me I can use his name and, and let people know that he is no longer accepting any business from people who have internet-based insurance companies because they'll only pay him so much and they make him spend way more time than usual to find cheap, you know, parts from China and elsewhere. Hmm. Well, let me just briefly hit on the concept of the team once again. So we very much function here as a team, don't we, Mike? Mm -hmm. uh, Tenny and Mike run the law firm and, and handle all the legal matters in the law firm. Peter and I work on the financial side, the insurance side, but we do a lot of uh, referrals back and forth. We definitely function as a team, and we also collectively have decades of experience. So we're happy to bring all that to bear for you. So let's come back and talk about some of the current issues dealing with the coronavirus. Uh, there's a lot of bad news stories. There's a, a lot of good news stories. And it's really a very confusing time. And it's going to be a very confusing time for a long time. One of the first things I'd like to mention is that very recently, in fact, it was just on April 24th, there's an article in the Wall Street Journal and then the New York Times. I have a, an online subscription to New York Times. And the caption is, who has enough cash to get through the coronavirus crisis? So we're sitting here talking about estate planning and financial planning and maybe some different ways that you can save money on your insurance and so forth. But the fact is that there are many, many people out there, some listening today, who are really hurting financially because they haven't got enough money coming in, because perhaps they've been laid off. Maybe their unemployment compensation hasn't started yet. And the fact is that we really haven't learned in this country for many, many years, we, we've never really learned how to do proper savings. So that's something we'll focus on going forward in the future once we get out of this crisis, perhaps. But in the meantime, um, an average household of more than two people, let's say two people or more, 
that are making between fifty and seventy thousand dollars a year would take it take them two years of saving money to accumulate one month's worth of expense money because people are basically living paycheck to paycheck and don't have an opportunity to save money. So I had also read once before that about half the people in the country, if they had to, in an emergency, couldn't put their hands on $400. And that's really scary. And it's especially scary right now, uh, Pete, I'm going to suggest, because with so many people laid off, with gaps in time between the time when they can get their unemployment compensation. So I just talked to somebody this morning before we started to do this show and asked if he had applied for unemployment, and he said no. Uh, He has a Social Security check, but he also gets a regular weekly check as a consultant. It's only about $12,000 or $13,000 a year. But I told him, you don't have to be employed in a regular position where you get a regular weekly check with taxes withheld and Social Security withheld. You could be working as a consultant and have part-time income coming in, and if you filed tax returns and reported that money and can demonstrate what you're being paid, you could be eligible for unemployment as a member of the so-called gig economy, people who have a series of part-time jobs. So how do you start applying for Social Security, Pete? Where do you go to begin? Well, right now, um, I mean, I, I am one of the Social Security experts in the office, uh, so I can help to answer any questions that you might have. Um, I'm not sure, to be honest with you, if the Social Security office is even open right now. I would imagine that they are, but I haven't been asked that question yet. Um, I actually have a client coming in, uh, actually not a client yet. Uh, It's uh, somebody that uh, Tony Candido, who's one of our associates here, um, is bringing in to the driveway on Monday at 11, tomorrow at 11. And um, I'm not going to go and meet with him, and he's not going to come into the office. That's not how we're doing things nowadays. But we're going to do a video call um, through Facebook or Zoom or something. We have many ways that we can do a video call. So they can start signing up for Social Security. Exactly. So he's going to sit right in the driveway and either use his cellular network or tap into our Wi-Fi. And we're going to do a video call, and I'm going to get him set up with Social Security. And I know we've also had a lot of people just dropping off documents at the office. We've set up a special place for them to do that. And then sometimes we'll talk through the door. But we're trying not to have face-to-face contact if we can avoid that right now. Well, we're really not. And we sort of have um, – we, we sort of treat the vestibule um, as almost like a, you know – uh, chamber like you would see in a in a, like a quarantine zone, <laughs> yeah, a safe area, safe zone, yeah. Um, so how, like, how about unemployment compensation? Somebody wants to apply for unemployment. Where do they go to get started with that if they haven't done it yet? All you do is you type in you know Massachusetts unemployment, and the first website that will pop up on Google is you know um, how to log in and create an account and start your unemployment benefits. Right, and then once you get your unemployment <clears throat> benefits started. It typically takes only about a week, but in some situations, especially for someone who has worked multiple jobs um, over the last couple of years, then unemployment has to verify with each of those employers, so it could take a little bit longer. Um, And then the day that you apply, so say you apply for benefits on a Monday, then every Monday going forward, you have to go in and recertify that, yes, you're still looking to receive unemployment benefits. Let me just mention the, the website to get started on. You go into mass.gov. It's very easy. And you can click on Apply for Unemployment Benefits. You can do it online. You do not have to have filed your income tax return for 2019. Mm-hmm. As long as you're in the system, they can unemployment can research and find out what money you made if you were working for a regular employer, for example. So there are lots of great ways to do this. And we've got a, you know, speaking of teamwork, I should have mentioned this earlier as well. I'm sitting here in the room looking at Mike and looking at Peter, and I'm here. And on my left side, I'm looking at this screen, and it shows all the microphone levels and Brody Houtman is sitting up in New Hampshire operating the screen for us and looking at the mic levels and making sure that it's recording correctly. You should put your phone in front of the microphone and let him say a quick hello. I don't know how to do that. 
Anyway, <clears throat> let's see. If I'm still live on my cell phone, Brody, could you say a quick hello? Hello, everyone. See, it worked. <laughs> this is Brody from New Hampshire. So we are a team. We are a team working together. Well, say your quote that you um, had. Do you still have that Robert Frost? Yes, of course I do. I'll save that for the end. But um, teamwork is essential. So a lot of people are still confused about how to apply for unemployment compensation, how to apply for Social Security benefits. Uh, give a call to the office, 508-998-8858. And here's how that works. It goes into the answering machine. And then we have one dedicated employee who's working from home who periodically checks the answering machine. She figures there's a call, um, or maybe she gets the call. I'm not sure how that's working. But then she sends out a quick text message or an email to one of us in the office that says, somebody has called looking for information from you. Here's their name and here's their number and call back. One thing that I wanted to mention at the top of the show and I forgot is uh, Lance Law is still providing free healthcare documents. Mike will go into what those documents actually are. We've mentioned it every show for the past three weeks. This is the last week uh, that we will be mentioning it because at the end of the month it will no longer be offered. Uh, so it's the 26th, and that means you only have a few more days to take advantage of the free health care documents. And um, Mike, you can explain what the documents are and what's the total cost of those uh, typically? Oh, typically I'd say in the range of $500. Um, so that's a health care power of attorney, a HIPAA authorization and a living will. And again, we're off offering those for free now. So if you are interested in getting those documents set up, you can call us at 508-998-8800 or email at uh, info at lancelawinc.com. And again, those are really important documents, especially right now, because those documents name people to make decisions for you and allow your doctors to share information with those people in, in the event that you or someone you know is in the hospital and can't speak for themselves. So considering what's going on at the moment, those are really important documents to have in place. And you will actually speak with either attorney Mike Coleman or my mother, attorney Tanny Lance, over the phone. And then when you come here to pick up your documents, they'll be waiting for you in the vestibule. And uh, Mike or Tenny will just come to the door and speak through the door to explain to you, um, you know, where you need to sign, what you need to do. Yep. Very difficult article, as I was mentioning, in the New York Times on uh, April 24th, talking about the fact that most people don't have the financial resources to survive even a short time out of work. Most people in the country are living paycheck to paycheck, and even people with larger incomes are experiencing that. Um, maybe you don't feel sorry for them as much, but it's a major disruption for everybody. And by the way, if you want copies of any of the things that we're talking about on the show today, uh, give us a call, give us a text, give us an email. We'll be happy to send them to you. I'd say pretty much every show, uh, the Monday or Tuesday following the show, we do get a phone call or an email from someone asking for further information. Or um, This past week I received a phone call from a woman who uh, was questioning how to um, go on and try to get your uh, stimulus funds uh, before waiting for a check to actually come in the mail. So I was able to direct her to the website to do that. And I know we have at least uh, one listener who's already done the health care documents, the free health care documents. So if you're listening right now, thank you. And by the way, there's a funny message here from uh, Brody on the screen. It says, We'll be right back. Please don't press anything. <laughs> so he doesn't trust us to touch any of the dials or levers or anything else. So everybody at home, let's see. What can we guess that Brody's doing right now? Is he no, going no, no, to get come a on. snack or is he? Brody had to go get a glass of milk. That's what I said. Right. He's probably going to get a snack. Who knows? Well, in any event, let's, let's continue on. So if somebody applies for unemployment, that's also the mechanism... Uh, mass.gov. That's also the mechanism, Pete, by which they will uh, be able to get their one-time uh, payments, right? The special stimulus checks. See, Brody just texted, typed on the computer that he got his glass of <laughs> got milk. Got my glass of milk. <laughs> Thank you, Brody. <laughs> you know what I just realized, Mike? Um, we ought to give phone numbers, so if somebody does want to leave a message or ask for information, why don't you give your phone yep. number? My number is 508-998-8800. 
Um, you can also okay. contact us at the Lancelot Inc. at AOL.com or at info at Lancelot Inc.com. Peter, why don't you do the same thing for the financial side? Uh, the phone number is 508-998-8858, and email address is info, I-N-F-O, at usawealthgroup.com. I want to give a couple of quotations from Andrew Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York. I've been mm. very impressed by him in particular, what he's done uh, on television and representing the state of New York. He said, this virus is an enemy that the entire country underestimated from day one, and we have paid the price uh, not yet thought of. So uh, one more quotation from Andrew Cuomo. I'm tired of being behind this virus. We've been behind this virus from day one. We underestimated this virus. It's more powerful. It's more dangerous than we expected. And hopefully that doesn't continue mm. for a lot longer. You know what surprised me recently, Mike, was to learn that Massachusetts is one of the three major hotspots in the country. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. We have so many hospitals and um, healthcare facilities here. It almost kind of makes sense that we would have the most cases in this in this state. Um, one of the other things I'll mention about the unemployment benefits that you actually talked about before mm-hmm. is that there are separate unemployment benefits available to um, self-employed gig economy and other sorts of workers. So that's under the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program. That's part of the CARES Act, and that would you know, offer the unemployment benefits to people that wouldn't normally be eligible for regular or extended unemployment benefits. So but there are benefits that are coming through also from the federal government. On that the is part of the CARES Act. Right. So the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program, if you're a gig worker um, and you wouldn't be eligible for normal unemployment, you can apply for this. So. so so when you apply for unemployment, you're going to get a regular unemployment check from the state, but you're also going to get money from the federal government. Yeah. And I know that one of the concerns about that has been that for the first four months of unemployment, an additional $600 is going to be added on to people's regular unemployment compensation. Mm-hmm. And for many people, this may result in them receiving actually more money than what they were making before. Of course, the federal portion is going to be taxable income, and they're not withholding taxes from that, correct? Um, they're withholding taxes they, from both. Oh, oh, from both. Okay. They I were not understood. at first. The, just yeah. the first week, they did not withhold taxes. And, um, you know, I was advising people to set some money aside for taxes. I think I did say that, um, actually, the first show. Yeah. Uh, but uh, now, as of, I don't know, a week or two ago, they are taking taxes out of that extra six hundred dollars. All right. Well, that's that's actually helpful for people, so they won't get further behind on taxes at the end of the year. So a lot of people, yes, could be actually making more money than they were before if they're unemployed. Uh, and I've actually seen a lot of people who work in the healthcare industry. They, you know, are nurses or um, some some type of healthcare worker, and they're upset because. They're not uh, eligible for any type of hazard pay or anything else. They're still working and uh, at risk of, uh, you know, much, much greater risk than anybody else of getting this and bringing it to their friends and family, mm-hmm. um, uh, probably, hopefully, just family that they're living with. Um, and they're not receiving hazard pay, and they're also not, of course, eligible for that additional $600 a week because they're working. Because they're working, right. Well, The other impact of this is that additional $600 a week add-on for a four-month period uh, does mean that a lot of unemployed people are going to be receiving larger unemployment checks than their prior paychecks. So that, I think, is going to create a financial incentive, perhaps to delay returning to work, which is also going to delay the recovery, possibly. One of the the things I'll say about that is a lot of people... Um, work for um, benefits, really important health care benefits and other benefits that they receive Very through good their point. employer. Very good so, point. So although it is a disincentive to return to work, a lot of people need those benefits. Sure, and, and if you receive more money but you have to pay out your own cost of health insurance, then yeah. I guess it'll take back some of that right. additional income. Right. Mm-hmm. The other thing I'll say is that when you apply for unemployment, you have to state whether or not you've been offered employment. So say, for instance, you've been laid off, but then your employer offers you employment again. 
um, and you answer no to that question, you're going to be lying on an application. So you have to answer yes, and then you may no longer be eligible for unemployment benefits. So again, that's a way that people would have to go back to work if they were offered employment. So I assume there will always be some people who will try to take advantage of the system and game the system and so forth. But I think most people don't like the idea of being home. Um, and even if they're married with a spouse, they had a lot of more free time before when they weren't at home with their spouse. Right. So maybe that's not such a great thing. I can't speak to that, but either of you could. <laughs> <laughs> no comment, Pete. Sometimes it's good. This, sometimes it's good. There's good points and there's bad points. <laughs> nope, you're absolutely right. Um, but it's different, isn't it? I spoke last week about the struggle with getting my uh, boys, especially my daughter has uh, fought with us a couple of times, but she's generally pretty good about keeping up with what schoolwork she needs to do. She's six. Um, she's turning seven on Wednesday, actually. Um, but my boys, gosh, it's been a struggle trying to get them to do their schoolwork because it's not technically you know, graded, it's not technically counted. Um, but after last week's show, uh, I think it was Monday night, we had a real come to Jesus meeting with both of them individually. And since then, um, they have both been really diligent and, and got everything all caught up and have been continuing to do their daily work, which has been really such a great change. Here's a quotation from Joel Austin that I liked. You're going to go through tough times. That's life. But I say nothing happens to you. It happens for you. See the positive in the negative results. And you have to think that way. I know one of your favorites always has been Michael Jordan, Pete. And Michael Jordan once said, always turn a negative situation into a positive situation. Here, you can take that one home and give that to your boys. Well, one of my favorite quotes is, um, well, I sing it actually, is from Monty Python, The Life of Brian. You should be watching comedies right now, everybody. It really does help. I've been watching a lot of old comedies with especially my middle child, and and it's great to have some laughter and some relief. So Monty Python, The Life of Brian is, always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> and then it says, life's a piece of... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at it. <laughs> the visual of that is kind of needed, though, because you need to see where yes. they are when they're singing. That. So we promise, ladies and gentlemen, we won't do any more singing on the radio show. No? You do the quotes. No. Maybe I'll do a song every week. <laughs> Let's do it the other way around. So as I said before, we're working here as a team. So one of the things that our one of our team members, Attorney Tenny Lance, did is I said, there's a brand new uh, bill which says an act providing for a moratorium on evictions and foreclosures during the COVID-19 emergency. So uh, right now there is for uh, anybody who's renting, there's a moratorium. You can't evict somebody for non-payment of rent or um, you can't evict somebody because of a result of a foreclosure if they were living in their house and you you were the, the owner of the mortgage and you wanted to go and evict them. Uh, there's a period of time right now that you cannot do uh, foreclosures and evictions without going through a special procedures to do that. And it makes sense because if you're not working and you're not having the money coming in, I'm not suggesting that you not pay the rent. If you can afford to pay it, you should still do it. But um, there is a, there is a uh, moratorium on evictions right now. You can't start a foreclosure on a residential property right now. There are dates when this will expire. This does not continue forever. Let's see. The mortgagor has to submit a request uh, that there has been um, a financial impact from the COVID-19, and the forbearance cannot be longer than six months, 180 days. If... Um, Payments can be added on to the rent payments and mortgage payments can be added on to the end of the mortgage. So we've got the complete legislation here. Tenney has done an outline. If you'd like more information, again, give a call to the law firm 508-998-8800, and they'll be happy to tell you about that. And that wouldn't apply to any foreclosure or eviction that started prior to this crisis. That's a good question, Mike. I think we'd have to research yeah. that a little bit I further. I yeah, don't, I don't have an immediate answer for that. But um, after the end of this special short-term legislation, there will be no forbearance. Mm -hmm. So you've got to make arrangements with your lender. 
And what I said the last time we did this show is don't just stop making a payment. Let somebody know that you can't make the payment. Mm-hmm. Put it in writing. Keep a record of it so that if somebody starts a foreclosure after that, you've got proof that you sent them a notice that you're unable to make a mortgage payment. And you don't get it erased. It, it doesn't go away. It still has to get paid at some point in time. Yeah, and what I've been telling people, um, and I, I've mentioned this on the radio once before, if you have the means, if you have you know cash reserves, or if you are making the same or more, if you are unemployed but still receiving that extra $600, make every payment that you can. Um, because if you are able to have you know, the loans extended and put at the end of um, the loan, then you're still going to have to pay it eventually. And basically, you're just extending a loan uh, when you could pay it off two or three months sooner. So if you can pay your bills, pay them. If you really can't, then, you know, do what's necessary. Well, I wanted to continue and say that we've got a lot of really good resource information. Some of it's because of our own research. Some of it's because of uh, wonderful research that other people have done. So I'd like to come back for just a minute and talk about um, a couple of things that I think are important. First of all, before we go any further, I want to say a a complete um, hello, and we're wishing you well and thinking about you, to a wonderful lady named Carolyn, who's at home with her three sons, and they have all tested positive for the coronavirus. Yeah, We're not going to mention their names, uh, their last names, or anything of that nature, but I do know that they listen every week, and I want to say, especially to all you folks, stay well, be well, do well, and you know we'll send you our our thoughts and our prayers. And I want to uh, mirror that same uh, thought for you all. Um, there's some people that come into our office that are just so pleasant and such great, wonderful people, and and. She and her three sons certainly are. They just always bring smiles to everybody's faces, and they love the dogs. So we're thinking about you. The next thing I want to mention, uh, gentlemen, is I want to talk about um, some other uh, thing that we've done a lot of, and that's uh, reverse mortgages. So reverse mortgages came to a grinding halt about 45, 60 days ago because we have a law in Massachusetts that says if you want to do a reverse mortgage and use the equity in your house for living purposes, you have to go through face-to-face counseling. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing the counselors did is they said, we're not going to do face-to-face counseling, so that stopped. Mm-hmm. The Massachusetts legislature has just passed a special law, I think it's about to be signed or maybe has just been signed, that now allows people to do phone counseling mm-hmm conferences again. We were the only state in the country that requires face-to-face counseling. Hmm. So that now, at least for the period of this crisis, uh, if you still want to do or need to do a reverse mortgage, um, Attorney Tenny Lance is a licensed reverse mortgage originator. Give her a call, 508-998-8800, and they can now be done and still have the counseling take place. Mm -hmm. I know she's working on a couple of cases right now. Basically, every single thing, every single product, every single service that we uh, offered and provided in the past, we are still able to um, provide you and and service you. Uh, It just might be a little bit different. You know, it's a phone call instead of a face-to-face meeting. Um, I'm still doing, um, you know, transfers of accounts uh, with assets under management. We're still doing life insurance applications and life insurance policies and annuity uh, policies. So, uh, and I know the law firm is doing the same. So, we are operating, quote unquote, as normal. Um, it just is a little bit. Uh, it's handled just a little bit differently than than it was before. And I want to give um, a couple of acknowledgments to two wonderful organizations in the community. I'm sure there are many others, but the two that I've been working with in particular are the uh, Chamber of Commerce which is the combined Fall River New Bedford Chamber of Commerce, and also the bank that we do a lot of work with, which is Bay Coast Bank. They've done some really amazing things. I would certainly imagine that other banks in the area have been doing the same things and putting up information on their website that's useful to people. There are a lot of confusing programs. There are a lot of good benefits that are out there, and sometimes it's tough to take advantage of them. So The one I'd like to mention very quickly is the uh, Paycheck Protection Program, PPP, 
And those loans are now available again with what the government has just done to put more funding into the program. So it's been fairly controversial recently, um, gentlemen, because as you might know, Mike and Pete, the money that was put out earlier uh, ran out almost immediately. Yeah. And so the SBA stopped taking applications. And then we find out that there were some favored large organizations that maybe didn't need the money quite as much as small businessmen do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they received 10 and $20 million loans. At least one of them, um, something Shake. Shake Shack. Shake Shack has put their money back yep. and said, no, we're not going to take it after all. And a couple of organizations like Harvard University and a couple of other large universities have said, we're not going to take any money. Well, they took. They already got ten million dollars or nine million. But didn't they put it back or say they're not going to so. take it? I don't think so. Because Harvard has like a forty billion dollar endowment. Yeah, forty billion dollars of endowment funds. Yeah, they don't need the money. I they know. Don't. Originally, they applied for it and said they're going to use it for scholarship aid. Well, I think it was part of the package. It was just an automatic part of the package that goes to universities, higher education. Uh, Yale got some, Columbia, all these universities received funds. And, and all of those universities have large endowments. <laughs> yeah, and last I heard, Harvard was not going to give it back, even though President Trump insisted that they do. Oh, that's interesting to follow up on and yeah, find out should, about. we should find out about that. Because they have the richest endowment in the country, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And that would be horrible if they and don't do plenty that. plenty of alumni that could probably donate as well. <laughs> they could pay the money to Harvard if they wanted to. Yeah. But anyways, the the program has been refunded again. Applications are just out again, so if you want to apply, you can do so. It's still unclear to me whether it's first come, first serve. Um, I'm sure some applications will fall by the wayside. But if you are an employer, especially a small business person, you need to borrow money to uh, take care of some of your expenses and most importantly to be able to get people back to your job to work again, you can apply for a PPP loan. So on Thursday, April 22nd, Harvard reverses their course and rejected nearly $9 million in stimulus money after backlash from Trump and other critics. critics. Good. Well, that's good to hear. That's a good thing. They shouldn't have had had the backlash to do it, but I'm glad they did it. So for all you Harvard graduates listening out there today, um, your university did the right thing. But the the maximum loan under this PPP program for a businessman, it's two and a half times, 2.5 times the average monthly payroll cost uh, that you incurred during the year 2019. There are some other things that get added into that. It's, it's salary, it's health insurance benefits, retirement benefits, and things like that. There is a form to fill out. It's a little complicated. There's a lot of documents that you need to pull together. Um, so if you have any questions about that, just give us a call. But um, the you know there are very clear directions, instructions on there as to what you need to pull together. Yeah, Attorney Tenny Lance could probably help guide you through that because she's worked on uh, a few of those applications. And um, basically, what you're eligible to receive, as uh, my father just mentioned, is if your uh, monthly payroll. Um, and expenses is $50,000, then you are eligible to receive two and a half times that much. And part of the loan can be forgiven if you bring back your employees and so forth. If not, it will have to get repaid. Um, It can get paid back over a longer period of time. So as we said, um, Attorney Tenny Lance has done a lot of research into this. And if you are in this category where you might need to get more information, Uh, reach out and give her a call. But I'd like to mention one other thing, too. Uh, There are a couple other short things. We also have something called a Paycheck Protection Program Frequently Asked Questions. We can give this to you. You can probably access it online as well. And lots of questions and answers about who's eligible, what are the loan parameters, and things of that nature. Um, The one thing I do want to mention, though, in that regard is that it is possible if you have existing SBA loans, and this hasn't been advertised very much, if you have an existing SBA loan, there is an automatic six-month subsidy of your existing SBA loan. 
and you don't have to do anything. SBA is reaching out automatically. This is under the CARES Act. Uh, SBA is reaching out to anybody with an SBA loan automatically and telling you, you don't have to make any payments for six months. And the next question is, will the payments then be added on to the end of the loan or will the borrowers be required to pay back these payments? And the answer is no. Um, you don't get these payments added on to the back end of the loan and you don't have to repay them. So it's basically a six month forgiveness of payments on your SBA loan. Now we've heard a lot about the Paycheck Protection Program and some of the others, but not too many people have heard about this one. Hmm. So anybody out there listening who may have an SBA loan already, you should be getting a letter or some uh, email correspondence from your own bank, basically telling you that uh, you've received a little bonus. And that's to recognize the fact that you've got to continue paying your utilities, your rent, your mortgage, and some of the other things you have to do. Mm-hmm. And again, once again, if you need information about that, uh, give us a call at 508-998-8858. And in most situations, the people that do ask for um, information on something that we've discussed, we've been able to just email it to them or uh, talk to them over the phone about their questions. So, And what I'd like to say uh, in particular is a, is a great big thank you to Bay Coast Bank for putting up really easy to understand, coherent information, links to click into other sources of information. They've just done a really marvelous job at that. Um, Let's talk next about, I want to come back to the Chamber of Commerce in a minute because I've got some great things to say about them as well. And um, Mike and I have both done research into some of the things that the Chamber has uh, been putting out. So lots and lots of good information. Kobe Bryant once said, the most important thing is to try and inspire people so that they can be great and whatever they want to do. Do you agree with that, Pete? Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing how many athletes have, you know, provided really good quotes and positive quotes. And it's also amazing how quickly everything Kobe Bryant related got forgotten about. I actually haven't thought about him since this whole coronavirus thing came up, but that was obviously uh quite a shocking tragedy yep it's it certainly was um and hopefully some of the information from here um the chamber of commerce i'm drawing a little blank here and maybe mike will help me actually i'm looking at here yeah it's right there it's called uh one south coast chamber now i lost track of the name for a minute used to be the south coast chamber of commerce and then Mm -hmm. fall river new bedford merged now it's called one south coast chamber and they've been putting out a weekly newsletter, which I think is phenomenal. And um, if you happen to be a chamber member, uh, visit that. If not, give us a call. We'll be happy to send you some of the links that y- if you want. Pretty sure you can sign up for their uh, newsletter via email, regardless of whether you're a member or not. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure if you have to be a member. But they have a whole coronavirus small business guide. You can click here for the small business guide. Uh, they have... Um, a checklist. They have an employee retention tax credit guide because there are going to be some federal tax credits available to people also for retaining employees. Uh, temporary paid leave and family medical leave guide. Just tons and tons of information. So one of the things that you researched, Mike, and we don't have to go into detail because we we're just talking about it, is there's a whole complete checklist and frequently asked questions about this Paycheck Protection Program. Who's eligible? What you, what expenses can you put into this loan? And I'm encouraging anybody to get this information if you have not already applied for it. The program has just been refunded. What I'm hoping, and most importantly, is that they don't run out of money again. Mm. And I'm concerned about that. Yeah, I think they will. It's, um, I, yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty inevitable. <laughs> I think this is just an interim thing, and there's going to be another bill at some point, a huge stimulus package. So, and there's information on the unemployment uh, and what the state government has done for that. Yeah, one of the things I wanted to point out that we talked about briefly before is that um, Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program for the self-employed and gig workers. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are interested in applying for that, you go to mass.gov backslash PUA. And the application process sounds fairly 
simple. You have to provide your social security number, um, and if you're not a citizen, your immigration services uh, number. You have to prove that you've been unemployed because of the coronavirus, um, either that you're sick or that someone that you know is ill and that's why you're not working. So if you need to apply for that, it's mass.gov backslash PUA. Okay, good. And there are so many wonderful links in the Chamber of Commerce newsletter that, you know, we can't begin to talk about all of them, but we'd be happy to show you how to get information and help you. Um, whether this is open to the general public or not, I don't know, Pete, but we'll try to find that out as well. There's something called Massachusetts Smart Growth Alliance, which is uh, linked into the Chamber of Commerce newsletter. And there's very important protections. We talked briefly about the fact that there's uh, temporary uh, bans or halts on evictions and notices of evictions even. You can't file new cases during this period of time. And by the way, if you can't pay your rent, if you can't pay your rent, pay your rent. But if you can't pay it, um, the, the you're, you're not allowed to have that information reported on your credit bureau. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to impact your credit negatively if you got behind on the rent because of what's going on with the pandemic. As always, I have my phone always on and always researching and checking things. And yes, you can join their email list without being a member. Okay, well, that's good to know. So how would somebody do that then, I wonder? They would just call... Just Google One South Coast Chamber. One South Coast Chamber e-news. Uh, the one I'm looking at is dated April 24th, so it's very current and very recent. And what wonderful things the Chamber is uh, doing. I know, so uh, I've admired them in the past, and I even admire further what they're doing right now. Both mayors are involved in this and helping the Chamber get good, appropriate information out. And I'll just jump in again to talk about the Lance Law and free healthcare documents that we're doing, if that's okay. Oh, please. So we're offering a free healthcare power of attorney, a HIPAA authorization right now, and a living will. Um, anyone who's interested in doing this can either call us at 508-998-8800, or if you want to email, you can do that at info at lancelawinc.com. Uh, it's a really simple process. Either Tenier and I will talk to you on the phone and discuss what the documents are and all your decision points, and then we'll get them ready, and we'll have a meeting here at the office with you standing outside in the vestibule and us here inside the office to have you sign things, and then you just take everything with you. So these are really important documents. If you need them or if you know anyone else who needs them, please get in contact with us. Yep, that's a good reminder. Uh, and... Um uh, just a, a quick reminder also about the application dates. The The new funding program that was just approved as of Thursday, April 23rd, um, effective Friday, April 24th, supposedly the new applications are going to be online under sba.gov. So if you have interest in applying for any of the loans that you might be eligible for, uh, especially as a business, then this is the time that you want to do that. By the way, um, nonprofits are eligible as well. Mm -hmm. And I wonder how many nonprofits uh, have people listening today um, that might not even be aware of that. Yeah. But think about the fact that nonprofits are also in economic trouble right now. And as you mentioned before, the the money ran out pretty quickly the first time. So very, if you very haven't quickly. applied yet, then do so and do so quickly. One of the things that I've done over the years is I've continued to buy a membership to uh, the Buttonwood Zoo in New Bedford um, as a gift for Peter and his family so they can go and enjoy the, the zoo. And once in a while, I've made a small contribution. They just sent out an email saying, they don't have the opportunity to have people come and go through the zoo right now, so their revenues are way down, mm -hmm. and they're looking to ask people to make a donation to New Bedford Zoo. And we are so lucky to have that zoo in our area. It's a it's a great zoo. Um, I follow them on Instagram. They post a picture daily of how their animals are doing, but they also have little videos or tips and tricks and things to do with your children while um, you know staying at home. Yep. Uh, did you enjoy your time in the Marine Corps, Pete? Is that the right right way to ask that question? 50-50. Okay. Half the times I've, I've had great times, you know, shooting certain things, and um, the, I've never laughed as hard as I have in my life at certain situations with the guys that, you know, you're out in the field with or, um, you know, there's, there's some great 
great times and camaraderie, but, you know, 50% of the time it's hell and lack of sleep and, you know, just want to be done already. <laughs> well, here's a quotation from Laurie Hernandez talking about, uh, my mother was in the Army Reserve for six years. She taught me the importance of following rules, finishing what I start, never giving up, leadership skills, teamwork, staying positive, motivated, and how to pack the military way when I'm traveling. So real quickly as we wind down today, what was your favorite moment in the Marine Corps, if you have one that you can remember? Well, graduating and... Graduating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love it. Paris Island and, and here in the Marine Corps band playing... Um, what could be finer than oh, what's what was that song? Nothing could be finer than you know to be in Carolina in the morning. <laughs> you know what song that is? Uh, yes, I do. And seeing you guys for the first time in three months. So. Yep. But um, let me think. Other than that, um, well, I'll give you my favorite moment. I think I did this did this once before, but I'll do it again. So, what's the first thing you had to do if you were in the squad bay, which is the barracks? And the drill instructor walked in. The first person who noticed the drill instructor had to do what? He had to stand up and salute. No, he had to say platoon. Oh, uh, attention! Yeah. And you had to call everybody to attention. So when I was out in the rifle range near the end of my time, um, they didn't let you handle a rifle until you already had a little discipline under your belt. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't the case with us. We were issued our rifles like the second or third day. Oh, we had the rifles. We just didn't have any ability to have bullets or shoot them or anything yeah, until yeah, we went yeah. to the rifle range, and that was near the end. Um, but anyway, I was at the rifle range, and we were you know, doing target practice every day and firing our rifles and learning how to do that. And then we had a head call, which means we went to the restroom, and it was one long, big building, and on the outside walls there were these trough urinals with all the guys lined up you know, urinating in, in the middle where these back-to-back sit-down toilets. Mm. Uh, no partitions. <laughs> There's no privacy. They don't teach you privacy. <laughs> and every seat in the house was filled, and the drill instructor walked in, and I called everybody to attention. I said, <laughs> platoon, attend, hut. And he had his hands on his hips, and he shook his head, and he laughed, and he said, as you were, and he walked out. <laughs> I remember the first time that we were actually in the barracks. Uh, we had just had our heads shaved, and the drill instructors yelled at us to all get completely undressed. And um, there was a very large square shower room, and they had all the shower heads running at the same time, all with cold water. And they had us go um, basically directly one right in front of the other, and you just sort of ran through the shower heads and right back out again in like a big circle yeah we had all those experiences part of it was which was just designed to make sure that you're never going to be embarrassed if you had to go to the bathroom in combat for mm-hmm. example those kind mm-hmm. of things well uh, i'd like to thank you gentlemen both for being here again today uh, there's an abundance of information call the offices ladies and gentlemen the group here is still very much functioning as a team i think in this time in this day and age there's Nothing more important than working together as a team. Mm -hmm. We're here to help you. Thank you for listening. Stay well. Take care of your family. And we'll be with you again next week on the radio. 